The following podcast is brought to you by Marks with Mics. I have no problem calling people Marks. No, no, he's thinking, don't tell me! Mark. Don't tell me! Mamma mia! Mamma mia! Are you kidding me? Mark is. Welcome to the Marks with Mike's podcast. Here are your hosts, Mr. Six Foot Nine, the homeboy, Doug Douglas, and Dre, the Juice Man. Welcome, everybody, back to another edition of Marks with Mike's. I'm your host, Mr. Six Foot Nine, JT the Godfather. And on this Wrestling 25H train, we're going to hit you up with a double dosage of episodes. So uh, you just listened to yesterday's episode, episode number 85, which featured um, Will from the co-host wrestling podcast. And today is no different. We do have a special guest, but coming back to the show today, Dre, the juice man, how's it going? Uh, I'm fine. You know, had some technical difficulties the last two episodes, but I'm back. Let's get it. And on the line also is another special guest, first time on the podcast, and uh, we're going to introduce him, ladies and gentlemen. We have Connor on the line. How's it going, Connor? Good. How's everybody doing? <laughs> doing good, man. I mean, just a little bit drunk from this wrestling that's going on. SmackDown's big debut. Wow. On Fox. That is a way that you bring in a a a sport, quote unquote, to a new network. SmackDown looked absolutely um, absolutely professional. It looked like this could have been something the NFL could have put on. Far as far as the type of hype that it gave, the type of uh, presence that it gave, also the the whole entire camera work, uh, the graphics. Well, a couple of people didn't like the graphics. Uh, a lot of people said in the 3D graphics were a little bit cheesy, but, you know, to each his own. But, man, just looking at SmackDown as a whole, just it felt different. It felt big. And I'm remiss to say that it felt like a WrestleMania, not 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 in the sense as far as, you know, the matches and the hype, but just the presence and the type of build that it was getting from Fox. But I'm not going to give uh, too much time talking on it. I'm going to hear from you guys. So let's start off with you, Connor. Um, you're watching SmackDown tonight, and was this what you expected the show to be as far as presentation and look? Honestly, I feel like it like exceeded my expectations in that like they just made it like such a spectacle out of like the show that's like if you will like the sister brand to raw so it was like really cool because they introduced that new stage presence which i thought looked amazing granted like yeah i'm part of like that group that didn't really appreciate maybe the uh the 3d graphics per se but everything else just looked incredible like camera angles just the look of the stage to really just like the entire setup to me it just looks great and i was actually really excited to see the new setup for smackdown and honestly i'm really excited to see where it goes from here same here dre uh 
Mm, I thought the setup was nice, very nice setup as well. Camera work, everything, and it made it like a big time show. I mean, you are on a big network, so you definitely got that big time feel of it being on Fox. You know, I thought everything was cool. You know, I, you know, I wasn't disappointed. You know, I thought the presentation was very nice, but we still got a lot to talk about. So let's get past this part. Yes, indeed. We do have a lot to talk about, but I will say, um, man, this was, if not on the same level or above the level of how AEW presented itself in this debut on TNT. But I I will say that, man, Fox is really, really behind the product. Uh, just, it, just, it looks like it, Fox just invested so much money into SmackDown is what it looks like. Uh, but not to get too caught up in just the glitz and the glamour. Let's get into just SmackDown as a whole. I mean, we open up, of course, with Becky Lynch coming to the ring. And at that moment, I thought the tag match was getting ready to start. It didn't because we had King Baron Corbin come down and basically cut a promo and it bought out the great one, The Rock, who is the only wrestler in history to ever, I repeat, ever, have a TV show, a weekly TV show named after him and is still running today. So I was definitely excited to see the rock come back. He definitely does what he does. He electrifies the crowd. He had the crowd hook, line and sinker from the moment his music hit. The pop was definitely uh, the loudest that I've, that I've heard on WWE television in a while, but um, love that segment with the rock. Definitely love uh, the fact that Becky is uh, definitely she's she's being pushed as not only as the woman face, but just uh, the face of the company at this point. She's getting rubs from Stone Cold. She's getting rubs from The Rock, which is right now the biggest thing in Hollywood. But what was your thought um, of that segment, Dre, with The Rock and Becky? And Corbin. I thought that was a great segment. Um, I figured when The Rock was going to be on there, some match was going to get bumped. And, you know, I kind of wanted to see the match with the ladies. But I don't mind seeing The Rock, you know. What did he tell Barry Crowley? But, like, Burger King on crack something. That, that was hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, Rock cut a great promo. Um, I wouldn't say that's loudest pop that's been on WWE because as you forget Stone Cold gets the very loud pop as The Rock as well. Maybe just a slight louder. I don't know. But but it's is you know, it was good to see The Rock back, you know, it's on Fox, do it big, bring the rock back, you know, have to say a few things, smell what the rock is cooking, people's elbow, you know, just to give the crowd, you know, Letting them know that, you know, they're on Fox. And I think it was the whole thing about letting them know that they're on Fox, doing it big because it's on Fox. So I think that's why The Rock was there. But like I said, we still got a lot to talk about in this, and we'll get to that later. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, definitely just right right along of what, what I was thinking. Connor, your thoughts on that? So I really like the uh, Rock's uh, promo and everything because even uh, when it's in an era of 
uh, PG era, if you will, The Rock can still cut like these massive promos that just make everybody look e- like either like the hottest heel in the world or like the biggest like idiot in the world. And he just does it with just such great talking. And it's unbelievable. Like I loved every second of it, especially when uh, Becky and The Rock were teaming up to like mess with Corbin, the, the whole uh, super tough dude. I thought that was like really funny. I cracked up while listening to that. And then just to see The Rock once again, just do the f- couple punches and everything, get The Rock bottom and the people's elbow. Just It just always makes me just smile because he has always been one of my personal favorite wrestlers. And just being able to see it again is just always a great time. Definitely got to say, he and Stone Cold will always compete with the biggest pops of the crowd. And I just, every second of it, I thought was really cool. It was definitely great, and uh, it definitely opened up the door to the women's tag team match. Uh, of course, we're talking about uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair going against Sasha Banks and Bailey. And I'm going to keep on saying this until this happens. If you're trying to make Bailey look like a hill, she has to come out and she has to pop the wacky inflatable tube men. Because that makes no sense if you're a hill and you still have that silly ass shit going on. Um, but. That tag match definitely lived up to the expectation. Looks like Sasha Banks got a busted mouth or maybe lost a tooth. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll look into it, but definitely seen that close up. And she took a stiff shot. But the women's match did exactly what it was supposed to do, which was incite brand new viewers um, who were watching SmackDown for the first time on Fox. I mean, of course, we have our Avnet watchers, which is, you know, the people that are all over wrestling Twitter. I'm pretty sure they went ahead and followed uh, SmackDown to Fox. But you had brand new eyes on uh, Fox last night. And it definitely displayed the women's ability inside the ring. And I think they did a fantastic job. Um, What were your thoughts on that match, Dre? Dre. Can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me, guys? Okay. Yep. Sorry. Confused of this thing. Um, which match are we talking about? The women's tag team match. That's the match I didn't catch, but um, you know, I didn't really get a chance to catch that. I'm sorry, people. I work late sometimes, so this will happen. Um, but you guys said it was a good match, and um, I'm gonna have to take a look at it. I'm pretty sure it was a good match if y'all said it was. Um, I know the four women are going to put on a great show. So I'm going to take a look at it, and then next show we have, I'm going to have my thoughts on it. But if y'all say it's a great match, then I'm down. I agree with it. Your thoughts, Connor? So I do like the match. Like, it was a good match. Definitely, uh, you could tell that the four of them definitely – will always gel together as either opponents or partners or however you want to describe it. Um, to go off of what you were saying, uh, Jermaine, so with uh, Bailey as a heel, I love the fact that she is heel and everything. Like, I finally get heel Bailey. But, yeah, she, the inflatable tube men need to go or she needs to cut a promo, like scathing, like being a role model and things like that. But 
overall, like, I like the direction that they're going with her, but it definitely needs to, like, make a more of an improvement of towards being an actual heel, like, being, like, another Sasha, if you will. But the match was good. There was a couple good spots in there. Uh, Charlotte, of course, moonsault, amazing. But, uh, yeah, I, you could definitely tell that Sasha took that real nasty, good, just stiff shot, which looked like she did chip a tooth at least, which is pretty brutal. Overall, it was a good match. I can say that it definitely seemed like better out of all four of them, but it definitely was formidable, especially for the first SmackDown. Yeah, and then that that much is definitely to be agreed upon. Uh, then I'm not going to go over every match. I'm just going to go over some highlights of SmackDown. But uh, another great highlight that I definitely have to talk about is, of course, The Fiends debuted on SmackDown. Uh, of course, having the five Firefly Funhouse on SmackDown and finding out that Rambling Rabbit is alive. He's not dead. Somehow he's similar to Kenny from South Park. You kill him, he comes right back. Uh, but I'm definitely happy he's back. But, man, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins could have been a, a good match. But, of course, you know, we, we know we, we were not going to get the top-tier action to this because we know what's coming up. Hell in the cell, so we have to build it. But I think uh, it was very genius the, the way the way it looked on Fox, especially the presentation uh, of of the video quality. I mean, it just felt it felt like a another level uh, far far as being able to view it. I mean, I don't know if it makes sense, but if you look at the cameras on USA, if you look at the cameras on TNT, and you look at the cameras on Fox, I mean, there's no comparison. The cameras are great uh on on fox and i think the camera angles definitely was able to bring out the fiend just a little bit more like i mean of course it all depends on what type of television you have i mean me personally have a 4k but i'm just telling you it just felt like it was more vivid to me uh watching this uh on on smackdown on fox it was definitely live in the living color um but just the fact that we did have a little short glimpse of what we could get in the future with Nakamura and Seth Rollins again, uh, I'm definitely happy that it did end with the theme once again, scaring Seth Rollins shitless as he has been doing for the last three weeks. And it just leads me to believe that later on in the show, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about our predictions, but you kind of get where I'm going. Um, that, that theme angle, um, did did that meet your expectations at all, uh, Connor? Yeah, I thought that was actually like really cool how they uh, set it up. Of like, so during the match, obviously it was it was a good match for what it was. Obviously, it was just going to be a quick little, not even like a squash, but like a couple minutes here and there, and then Fiend's going to show up. But everybody's going to think like, hey, he's going to be right in the middle of the ring as he has been how many weeks now? But it was like just the way that they had him like come up from like the stage and everything and just jump Rollins with those camera angles. Like, like you said, it's definitely like much better to watch it on Fox. Cause those cameras are just absolutely gorgeous with those shots. And just to have him like attack Rollins from behind at that point was awesome. My only gripe that I can find was just how they had to announce that. Oh my God, 
he threw Seth, uh, Seth off of the stage, where he's kind of like, all right, that it was cool and all, because, but I, I guess like, I guess as an advocate for violence, I would love to actually see like Seth like get thrown off of the stage, except they just kind of show him getting pushed off of the stage, and it's like that kind of felt flat. But otherwise, like just the way that they presented the fiend and again building him up for the upcoming pay per view on Sunday, it's oh. I'm all in. That's for sure. Dre, did you at least catch the fiend? Oh, I'm sorry, people. I, I was again. They shouldn't have made it come on at seven thirty. I'm sorry. A big day at work. They shouldn't have did that. But like I what said, are you talking about? The, the wrestling didn't start till eight eight oh what eight eight ten really. Uh, seven thirty was the kickoff show. I didn't get in the house about eight thirty, so I probably missed all of that. And it took me a minute to settle in. But I agree. I'm gonna have to watch that to see what happened. Because if it if it looked good with those cameras on Fox, I definitely got to see that. You know, the way y'all popping these camera angles up, with the cameras all good on Fox, is a good, great. It's great. It's a great. I'm getting tired. It's a great view of the show on, on Fox, so I, I want to see how the theme fared in with that. So and I'm sorry, people. I know it was the big big day of SmackDown. Sorry, I only caught about a good hour and a half of it. I'm sorry, people. Please forgive me. All is forgiven. Um, so moving on from there, uh, we definitely got to see a great a great competition there. I guess you could say the, the forum four, which I thought um, definitely sucked that we missed Bobby Roos entrance on that new stage. I was a little bit pissed about that. Right. Yeah. I, I was pissed about that too. Like I, that's, this is where I say that I come in, I just see Brian Strowman's entrance and I see everybody in the ring. I'm like, Oh, this sucks ass. Yeah. And, and, and it did because we missed, um, Robert Rue's entrance, we miss AJ Styles' entrance, and we also miss early on in the show, which was like, I guess you could say, the the dark match, Ali. Ali actually uh, had a match, and I got to see a couple pictures floating around on Twitter of how, how his entrance looked, but man, um, definitely don't like the fact that we got more commercial than wrestling this time around, but I definitely understand that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, paying for the show. I mean, Fox... Spent some billion <laughs> on this product, so they have to have these sponsors to return the money. So I, I definitely understand that. But yeah, seeing seeing Braun Strowman, uh, they're definitely building them strong. Uh, just signed a brand new contract, uh, an extension, which I think is a good move by WWE because of course they don't want a guy that big, that massive going anywhere else. Hint AEW, uh, but. Definitely was good good to see that, but him getting into a confrontation with Tyson Fury, that, that, my friends, is money. That's box office money. Uh, I thought it was great because you're, you're able to bring over two worlds of uh, sports and entertainment. Of course, Tyson Fury from boxing, uh, he's undefeated heavyweight champion right now. And uh, you also... You also get the chance to definitely nah, cross nah. promote. He's not undefeated. He's not undefeated. He's not. A- 
No, he's not undefeated. I'm I'm sorry. Deontay Wilder. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're damn sure right. Take that back. But, uh, yeah, you got you got Tyson Fury um, getting ready to cross over into another world of uh, sports entertainment. And then you're able to bring in both audiences. I mean, it's not the first time we've seen them bring in boxers. You had Butterbean when we had the brawl for, for all. You also had, uh, of course, Mike Tyson uh, with the angle with DX. And then you had just as recent as Floyd Mayweather with the big show. So I think this can turn out to be a great thing. I definitely that I think this is going to be set up definitely for WrestleMania in Tampa, WrestleMania 36. I don't I don't see them doing this on the SmackDown. Uh, but I thought that, that was a perfect angle. Uh, it was great. All the stars were, were out. You had you, you had o, o, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who was actually not too far away from uh, Tyson Fury as well. So I'm 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 digging the angle. What what did you think about the angle there, uh, Connor? Okay, so I like the angle because obviously that's just a money build, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not always like particularly like a big fan of like these big crossovers of like boxing and wrestling. Like no disrespect, like Tyson Fury, amazing boxer. He's definitely proven himself time and time again why he's one of the best. But it's like, I don't know, like it never really like did anything for me because it was like, remember like X amount of WrestleManias ago when – uh Floyd Mayweather fought the big show, things like that. Like, that was lame. But, like, when you have, like, segments like Mike Tyson on with being the enforcer of 14, that was amazing. But I could see how they're going to build it up with Strowman and Tyson Fury. It's just, I don't know, it really doesn't do anything for me because I'm, I guess I'm not, like, the biggest boxing fan or anything like that. But if it's going to be, like, a big money grab, like we were talking about a while ago, it's like, hey, if the, if the big the WWE is going to get paid, that means the wrestlers are going to get paid. So you know what? You got to do what you got to do on that one. For me, it's just not my thing. I can respect that. I, that, that, that I can definitely respect that. I mean, you know, some people like apples, other people like oranges. It all depends on what floats your boat. Uh, but if we're talking about money, which definitely is 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 what what the company's about, then this is definitely uh, a definitely a big check. And speaking of big checks, uh, big things hanging in the balance, we got the chance to finally see <laughs> Shane McMahon finally quote unquote fired. I mean, how long have we been begging for this to happen? How long have we been tired of seeing this? And uh, I just think it was just way overdue, but I'm happy. I am so happy that uh, Kevin Owens was able to grab that ladder and climb to the top. But, man, they put on a hell of a WrestleMania type of match on the SmackDown. I would have to definitely say that. Did you see that match, Dre, or did were you still working? I, I, <laughs> okay. Good one. Um, I caught some of that. But let's go. Can we go back to the the last topic? Um, I don't think I think this was just a one-off little show with Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. I don't think this will be something that's gonna be foreseen for the future. I think it was just because it's the big premiere on Fox and it brought out the stars. I don't know if we'll see something. I mean, would I like to see something? Sure. But honestly, I don't think it's going to be 
between them two. It would be nice, but I don't think so. But back to the topic at hand. Thank you, Lord, for answering my prayers and getting shaming, man, the fuck out of here. We have now hit TV 14, people. Yes, we have hit TV 14. Because I said, get shaming, man, the fuck out of here. It is about fucking time. It was a hell of a match. Any match you put Shane in with a ladder, a, a cell, a chair, anything that can be hit and damaged across your body and Shane Man's in it, it's going to be a, a classic match. And that's exactly what they lived up to. And, you know, I'm just glad that we finally got Shane Man the fuck out of here. Thank you, Kevin Owens. You are the fucking man. Connor, your your thoughts on that because I was definitely ecstatic. I know Dre was definitely ecstatic. So, what did you think? You already know I was. I'm pretty much on the same boat with Dre here. Like I was really excited. I I don't know. The more that Shane was on WWE TV, it's been more and more like to me just annoying. Like they just ran that whole best in the world thing just into the ground six feet under and then some like i liked it when he first came back like that was incredible but it was like the more and more you saw him in a ring the more and more it's like okay it's the same old shit here and there like always and then it was like finally building up to this it was just like this is gonna be a good match and honestly it was a great match because man shane going taking a table shot like just doing that diving elbow every time. It always looks like every time he's going to miss, but somehow he hits it. And then his, like, coast-to-coast is awesome. And then just, oh, man. The thing that made me cringe was KO doing the frog splash, like, through the ladder. That was brutal, and I loved it. Shane McMahon, goodbye. Thank you, KO. Indeed, thank you, KO. And uh, Dre, just to fact check you right now, uh, Tyson Fury is undefeated, twenty six and zero. How you doing? Well, was that a draw? Then he has to have a draw. Then that's the only way. Even though I've saw the talk, I've saw him fight Deontay Wilder. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yes, he. Well, no one won. It was a draw. Which makes him that was a draw. I'm gonna have to look that up again. I saw that fight. I thought he lost. Well, that here fight he, got knocked, he got knocked out twice. He got knocked out twice in the later rounds. I saw that whole fight. That was still a draw. I guess they was gonna crack that that match. I'm gonna have to look at that match again. Well, the website I'm gonna send it to you is called Google that shit. Uh, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> So uh, definitely. Put him in a fatal four way, and they'll be. Hey, hey, Dre. Fuck you, guy. Uh, and... <laughs> uh, so moving on, uh, definitely to one of my favorite matches uh, was the lumberjack match uh, between Eric Rowan and, of course, Roman Reigns. Uh, Definitely did exactly what I thought it would do, which was get everyone involved in the match. Uh, and I just have to point out the fact 
that when Roman Reigns went to dive outside and do the whole spot where everyone falls, I'm looking and I can't remember if it was Bobby Roode or if it was um, Zack Ryder, but Roman Reigns goes over the top rope. He hits the people in the middle and I don't, like I said, I don't know if it was uh, Robert Roode or Zack Ryder, but literally he's like four feet away from them and of course Roman lands and he falls. I'm like, but you're nowhere near the body. Like you should have just moved out the way, but, uh, definitely enjoyed the match. Uh, I think we're going to get a swerve coming up, uh, at the hell in a cell pay-per-view far as, uh, dealing with, um, Daniel Bryan, but let's see the here or there. Um, did that match do anything for you at all, Dre? Um, the only thing that it did for me was I liked the way Roman came. I liked his intro. Jesus Christ, that shit looked so good on that. Like, back to the camera work, it looked so good on Fox. I, I wasn't really invested. I mean, it was a good match. But it was like, uh, it, it's a regular lumberjack match. It's, it's one that we've seen before. Like, what's so spelling? Because you did the dive? I mean, he's done that before in, in lumberjack matches he has. So it was like, uh, it was a good match. I'm leading, trying to get a match some hype for Hell in a Cell, but besides that, uh, I wasn't really, I was, it wasn't really my cup of tea. I mean, it was a decent match, but I wasn't really invested into it like, like everybody else was. Same, I, I definitely wasn't invested into it. Uh, just the dive was the only thing that was uh, cool. What do you say, Connor? Honestly, I found myself very bored with that match. Uh, it's nothing like against Roman or Eric Rowan or anything. It was just, I don't know, like their matches to me, just they don't seem like they really gel that well. Like those. Roman jumping, his his spot was cool. Otherwise, like I just found myself thinking like this was a very lame match. Like I don't know if it was the idea of having all the lumberjacks around so they try to make them like look tougher, or if it was just like to me it was like a really slow match. So I don't know if that like was a factor, but until like the last like what minute minute and a half, to me like nothing really like stood out like all that much. So. Really, it just besides Roman's entrance and the dive, that really was about it. Like to me, it just wasn't a good match. Yep, definitely have to agree with that. And then we get to the main event. Of course, we had two titles change hands on this show. Uh, one being the twenty four seven championship uh, from Carmelo to um, DJ Marshmallow. And from there, I believe he also dropped the title. Um, but by now, we don't know where that title is. But hold on, wait. Late breaking news, Carmella got the title back. But that's not the title that people are in the uproar about right now. No, we're talking about the main event, the event that was advertised for over three weeks uh, from SmackDown. Uh, when SmackDown was on Tuesday, it was advertised all on Monday, all over every platform. They built this up to be this big money fight. And I don't know why the fans expected anything different. Do you honestly think that Brock Lesnar was going to wrestle more than three minutes on live TV 
for a little bit of money? No. Brock is a pay-per-view fighter. It sucks that Kofi had to lose the title less than six seconds. But at least he was able to have a title run that will forever go down in history. And it will go down in history for two things. One, being one of the first uh, champions of color to ever... um, uh, one of the first WWE champions of color and also the first champion to ever get beaten in six seconds on a debut TV show. Um, I wasn't mad. I wasn't happy, but I wasn't shocked. You know, it was like, okay, it had to come to an end. And if Fox wants this, this realism, um, this legitness to SmackDown, then let's be real. If this wasn't in the wrestling ring, do you give Kofi a chance? And that's the question I impose to you, Connor, and then Dre, I'm going to hear from you because I know you have a mouthful, but go ahead and Connor. So for the match, like, yeah, it didn't surprise me because I think everybody knew that Brock was going to win. Was I hoping for more of a match? Absolutely, because I want Kofi to go down as the fighting champ, not as, you know, five seconds later, it's over. That that really, like, it, it pissed me off because it just, it made, so to me, it made Kofi look that much weak compared to Lesnar. And then if you think about it, if Kofi lost to Lesnar that fast, like, imagine, like, everybody that Kofi beat, it makes even them look that much weaker so to me, like it's like a middle finger almost less to like the roster and everything. So to me, it was that was kind of insulting. But I mean, Fox wants the realism, which means yeah, Kofi really probably wouldn't stand a chance against Lesnar in a real fight. So I get it. But at the same point, at least some sort of like back and forth would have been nice. But in the same way, I can see why it went that way. Do I like it? Absolutely not. Understand that they do want realism. Okay, we we knew in a physical fight he's not going to beat him. Okay, we knew that. But I feel like they disrespected this man's title run by having him lose like that. Literally, have the man jump into his arms like, "Here, baby, catch me," and throw him down. Come on, man! Like. it just it to me it, it just tosses his whole title run. I mean, he he had a great title run, but I don't want to throw my my personal feelings into it because I already know I know the real reason why this happened. So we'll say that for another day. We I know the real reason why. I know the real reason why. They don't read. If that was let me ask you this: If that was Bobby Lashley, how would that match would end it? It probably still would have ended the same way. I just think, and the one thing I've always said about WWE, as good as they are, it's no place for a black man, period. You'll never see a black man. You won't see another black man win a title like that for a long time. And I guarantee it. Mark my words to this day. You will never see a successful champion like that, a black champion in WWE again. Like that. When was the last time we seen one before Kofi? Who was it? And I don't count the rock. I'm not counting the rock. Who did we see before then? 
Booker T, and he was just keeping it warm for Batista. It's just, it's just a shame that they, I don't know, man, they just treat him like a novelty act and have him lose like that, how they hype this up, be a big fight field, and then turn around and produce this crap. Oh, my goodness. I could go on all night, but I know we, we, we got time restrictions. So this is, I, I, I was just pissed about this match. I was just pissed how he lost it. You know, the ending was fine. I mean, I liked it to end it, but to have a man lose like that, like he was an afterthought and then have other dude come out like he was nothing, that's just disrespectful to me. I'm sorry. I mean, some people have been comparing it on online to the thing of Polka Doom with Kevin Nash and uh, Hollywood Hogan. Um, not, not saying like uh, the laying down, but proverbially basically laying down. That's basically what it was. That's basically what it was. That's basically what just happened. That ain't nothing but when Jeff Jarrett, when when, um, when they did the Jeff Jarrett thing and poked him and he fell down and they pinned him and Hogan was pissed. That's all this was. You know what you was doing from the beginning? At least let the man lose with some respect. Shoot, man. That, oh, my God. Man, I'm sorry, right, man. All right, so from from there, of course, we had Kane Vasquez uh, definitely debut as well, and this sets up another big money match that could be happening uh, at WrestleMania as well. Kane Vasquez versus Brock Lesnar, a rematch in the sorts from UFC. If you don't know, Kane is the one that took Brock ass down and pretty much took him out of the UFC. So we have uh, we have a definitely big money match there. There were a lot of rumors going around saying that uh, you know the talks had fallen through, that he was for sure maybe signing with AEW or he was going to sign with New Japan, but it looks like he signed with the other billion dollar company WWE. So I think we have a great great uh, bill for a few coming up here, and also this is also going to bring more MMA fighters in. Uh, and more and more athletes and uh, may, may I say from different sports uh, far as far as uh, quote unquote the real sports as you know they're trying to brand wrestling right now especially on Fox as a legitimate sport but I do like the fact that we're going to get the chance to see some matches that we probably thought we, we would never see again or see at all so uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it um I can't wait. I mean, uh, obviously, I think everyone's wishes and sentiments are the same. We definitely wish the match would have ended better, but it definitely just coming in clear-headed, like we already knew just going in, he wasn't coming out as champion. And that's no that's no slack to him, but even the power of positivity wouldn't have saved Kofi Keaston from the ass-whooping that he probably would have received if Brock would have wanted to wrestle more than a six-second match. Uh, but what do you think about that, Connor? Okay, so I'm excited that Kane Velasquez is like in WWE for what it looks like to an extent. Why? Because they're gonna they'll build it up for Brock versus Kane and all that. Like it will be huge draws, guaranteed huge draws. But to me, it's not gonna be like the UFC where clearly Kane just destroyed Lesnar that fight. So guaranteed this means now that he's in the WWE, that's like he's in Brock's territory now. So that means he's probably 
I wouldn't say like lay down for Lesnar, but you can tell that it's probably going to be Lesnar going out on top, which I don't know. I guess I'm just anti-Lesnar at this point, but I can see why they have him as champ. I can see why they're going to build this up as like the huge moneymaker because, well, let's face it, it is because if you have Kane and now from UFC, who else could they potentially bring in for either storylines or just even just to get a few draws here and there? So, I mean, I'm excited to an extent, but it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Definitely agreed. And trying to make sense of everything that went on is definitely going to take some time. But while we're taking time, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And we're going to pay some bills. Here's a word from our sponsors here at Anchor. And welcome back, everybody. So we said at the top of the show, it was a great show uh, for SmackDown. But there is a show that's coming up this Sunday. And we're going to give our predictions. It's Hell in the Cell. It's going down WWE Network, of course. Uh, if you have not signed up for it before, or if you just want to make a brand new email address and continue to get WWE Network for free, just keep continuing to making those different email addresses. Sign up that way. Uh, but... Yes, we do have Hell in a Cell coming up, which I think is going to be definitely a great card, definitely a great show, because we are in the direction of the season premiere. And I think from here, the stages are only going to get better, but don't want to get caught on the stages in the presentation. Let's go ahead and talk about what we have in store for this Sunday. So quick predictions on the Hell in a Cell. Let's go ahead and start off with, I think, one of the matches that may kick it off. Let's start off with Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch for the WWE Women's Championship, the Raw Women's Championship, to be exact, in Hell in a Cell. Uh, Dre, who do you have coming out on top? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, and I'm, I've been thinking about this match for about a good week now, and going to be a great match. As much as I love the man, I think the boss might take it this time. I think that one, they're going to probably owe it to her because he deserves it. And I think Becky, you know, I think we had this conversation a few episodes ago that Becky is better when she's chasing the title. And I would like to see her chase the title, even though she's doing great work as the champion right now, but I think they're going to put it on Sasha, though. It's going to be a hell of a match. Probably might take match of the night for me, for real. That, that, that's one of my matches of the night. I got one more, but we'll get to that later. What about you, Connor? What's your prediction on this match? Uh, I'm with Dre on this one. Like, As much as I like Becky, no disrespect to her, I just think that uh, she's better as the contender rather as the champion. And I'm really hoping Sasha gets the win. And not only that, I hope Sasha actually gets one successful title defense. So I got to say Sasha. I think we're all going with Sasha here only because um, I think it's it's, it's due. Um, And I think this will be great Um, if if they execute this right. 
and Becky is no longer champ. Sasha's champ, and you have Bailey as champ. Uh, you still have the four horsewomen still running television at the end of the day, so I think it's going to be great. Uh, next match I want to touch on is Bailey versus Charlotte. Just to go ahead and go right into it. So I'm going to let you guys know this all top. My prediction is Bailey's going to come out on top. I don't care. I don't care how many times Charlotte has beat her on television these last couple of weeks. I think that we have Bailey come out on top, and we have Bailey come out on top due to zero interference from Sasha. I honestly agree with that. I think that Bailey's going to pull off the win. While there's not going to be any interference from Sasha, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of uh, heel work done where she's going to just come off very dirty on uh, Charlotte and get the win. But, yeah, I definitely agree that it's going to be Bailey tonight, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I think Bailey's going to win, too. I don't think it's going to – I think it's going to be something dirty as well. I don't think that she cleanly beat Charlotte. I think they're going to try to do something dirty to get her heel persona up more. So I think Bailey goes for the win. But it's going to be some cheating happening. Probably a turnbuckle buckle taking off. I don't know, something. Or you know what? Nia Jax. I'm done. That is a bold prediction. So you're saying Nia Jax. All right. I mean, we don't know if she's cleared to come back, but if she is... You know what? Just because you threw that out in the universe, I'm going to go ahead and co-sign it. Um, Next, we could talk about the tag team match, the Revival versus the New Day. Uh, That's going down, which is also going to be another goodie. Um, Here's my thing. If Kofi dropped that title, then I think we're going to have the New Day grabbing the tag team titles once again and ruling the SmackDown tag team kingdom here. Uh, I would like for the Revival to retain and be strong, but let's be honest, the New Day, they're good, but they're better with titles around the waist. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the New Day. What do you say, Dre? Um, I have to disagree with you, Big Man. After this loss tonight, I think the New Day are going to Raw. And I think the Revival retain. And then we see the New Day on Raw. I don't think they're going to just... And they'll probably get the Raw Tag Team titles, but... I don't I don't, I don't, don't see them winning on SmackDown. I think their days on SmackDown are over after tonight. Go ahead, Connor. Honestly, with this one, I'm not entirely sure on what's going to happen. Um, I like both teams. I really do. Um, would I rather see the Revival win? Honestly, yeah, because it makes them, again, look stronger. And I think that's what really we're missing nowadays is like a really strong like heel tag team. But I also just wouldn't be surprised if the New Day came out on top because Kofi did the job for Lesnar. Overall, I think probably it's going to be the New Day winning. Yeah, definitely that's going to be the case.
Okay, is this thing muting on me? All right, it is. So, okay, there's also a tag team match going on between Roman Reigns and Daniel uh, Bryan versus Eric Rowan and Luke Hopper, the Bludgeon Brothers, whatever you want to call them. Um, I think we're going to get a swerve. I think Daniel Bryan turns out to be the mastermind of, of the attacks and it, it becomes a three-on-one. That's my prediction for that match. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with that one because, I don't know, it just seems like Daniel's going to be sticking around as a heel for a while. And Harper and uh, Rowan, I guess I'll just call them the metal bros for now, being that all they do is wear band shirts anymore. Um, I think they're going to win after Brian turns on Reigns. I'm going to have to this. I agree with you guys. I think Daniel Bryan is the mastermind in this, and he will turn heel on Roman Reigns. I think he'll stick around and be a heel. I, so I, I, I think this is. I think he's going to lead them into a great faction, like sort of like how AJ Styles has the OC. I think that's what this is going to be. Something like that on SmackDown. So I agree. I think he turns on Roman Reigns Sunday. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely gonna happen, hands down. It's definitely gonna happen. Uh, and then just to get to the main event, we have the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins. Now the imposing question is this: If he loses this match, and when I say he, I mean Seth Rollins, does this make him look weaker? Does this make his title reign seem like it wasn't uh, definitive? Or if The Fiend wins, well, if The Fiend wins, this match is too soon. Because we know The Fiend can't lose the match, especially if you're building him to be the psychotic, crazy guy. Uh, So that's my question. Is it too early for Seth to drop it, or is it too early for The Fiend to get it? Um, I I don't think it's too early for nothing. I think everything is at the right time. I think that I think it's time for Seth to drop it. I think they gave him the belt back in the first place to probably give his reign a restart because his first go around with it was terrible. I think this go around wasn't as bad as the first time, and it wasn't good but it wasn't bad as the first time. And I think you need to put the belt on Bray and just see where it goes from there. You know, I don't think it's too early at all. But, I mean, you stuck him into this now, so he's going to have to run with it because you cannot ruin his character. You you, you can't. And when he wins on on Sunday, I don't think – I think he's going to stay on Raw because I don't see – I'm going to SmackDown, even though SmackDown wants him bad over there. But you can't have both of them, though. Him and Brock are champions. You can't have both. And your opinion on this, Connor? Okay, so I don't know. I'm kind of torn because I personally think it might be too soon for The Fiend to become champ. 
only because he really only had, well, I mean, they've been hyping him for a while, but he just had the SummerSlam match and a little things here and there, obviously jumping in on Seth whenever possible. But I feel like if they give him the belt now, I feel like that's a wasted opportunity as opposed to like a build up to like one of the big pay-per-views rather Royal Rumble mania, one of those two. But I'm also torn because if Seth Rollins wins, then I'm going to have to ask, does that just damage the character that is the fiend and make him look weak? So I really don't know. Yeah, it's definitely a catch 22. Uh, it's, it's just damned if you do damned if you don't type of situation. I mean, here's the thing. And I said it on the previous episode on the podcast, if, and when, he does win the championship. Well, the theme is the type of character that likes to terrorize people, which means you're not really going to physically see him on every episode. He's not going to defend the title on every episode like uh, Seth Rollins did. I mean, do we end up with a champion that's sort of like Brock Lesnar that only shows up for the big events or, you know, he only shows up a week before the buildup or two weeks before the buildup. But we're going to get more vignettes than we actually get to see him inside the ring wrestling as the universal champion on a weekly televised product. So that's my biggest fear with it, especially if you want to keep the character as, um, as mysterious as it is, then you can't overexpose them. You can't have them on every episode, you know, challenging people You can't have them on every episode carrying the title. So it's one of those situations where I want it to happen, but I'm just very curious to see how they're going to pull it off. Uh, but I'm going with the fiend winning this match. It's going to happen. Um, and that was our quick predictions, uh, for hell in the cell. So definitely let us know if you agree or disagree with these predictions. If you have any predictions of your own, shoot it to us on Twitter at March Mike's S M A R K S W I T H M I C S. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. And as well, I need you all to definitely stay tuned uh, to the show. Have a great show lined up next week. If you haven't checked out episode number 85, go back uh, on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, Podbean, and just to name a few. But go back, listen to episode number 85, where we did have Will from the Co-Host Wrestling Podcast also in here. But until then, I want you guys to remember that wrestling is 25-8, which means it's 25 hours a day, eight days a week. And definitely you're not going to be able to keep up with all this, but we're going to try our best to throw out episodes as much as we can to keep up with it for you. So with that being said, be sure to definitely go to watermaneuver.net to purchase our Marks with Mike's official merchandise. You can get uh, shirts such as the NWM for life in the black and white or the red and black Wolfpack Attack edition, as well as the Wrestling 258 uh, t-shirts as well. For your baby. Get your, your onesies. onesies. Baby. Definitely get your onesies. I mean, I have maybe three or four pictures floating around of babies wearing our onesies, and I think that's the cutest thing ever. Uh, but definitely go to whatamaneuver.net, type in Mars with Mics, and our page will pop right up. And as well, we need you all to definitely listen to the promo that's going to be playing at the end of the show because you could definitely get one month free 
on us if you do sign up for powerslam.tv which has some of the best independent wrestling in the world featuring some of your favorite indie darlings who are now NXT and AEW superstars superstars such as I don't know Pete Dunne Walter as well as Derby Allen as well as MJF and they all have been through numerous other promotions on powerslam.tv Go back, go watch some of these matches, see the stars before they arrived on the major stage. And once again, we're out, people. Boom. We'll catch you on the next episode. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.